Hey everyone, you're listening to Is, Is It That, that Deep though? Hi everybody, I'm Joy. I live in Austin. I'm a best friend. I'm a pet owner. I'm uh, almost 30. If I ever get uh, brought up on tweets on oh anything, I have honestly, if somebody said this you or but look what you said here, I would probably say, oh yeah, that was me. I was wrong. <laughs> Why doesn't anybody just say that? Huh? What? I have not heard the word simple plan in like 11 years, I'm sure. Yo, they were lit. And I'm Cynthia. I am a PhD candidate in clinical psychology and I'm in my last year. I'll just say one thing. I remember in 2018, I tweeted, the baby deserves to be tall. I had to go and delete that tweet because I cannot have that tied to my legacy that I was on the wrong side of history. If you like shake a bottle of Coke, and then you untwist it and it explodes, right? Everything will come out, but it's going to dissipate eventually. It's not gonna to continue to explode like that for the rest of time. Emotions are like that too. So you should feel them and then just kind of let them pass through you. I don't even know, can I even say it? It's like, yeah, you know, I got her <laughs> You are listening to a bonus episode of Is It That Deep Though? with Joy and Cynthia. Cynthia is out this week visiting family. So this week, I thought I'd post a bonus episode detailing my favorite moments from our past episodes. Enjoy. What is up, everybody? Hey, Cynthia, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am splendid. This is our first episode. This is where I'm going to put in the DJ air horns. (laughs) I'm so excited to be recording with you. Me and Cynthia are... She's my bestie. I won't put the pressure on you, but I, we're so close and our yes. conversations are so great. And I feel like this could help a lot of people. Just all the depth we go into, as you've heard in the intro, this podcast is called, is it that deep though? Because we just have a lot of conversations, whether yep. it's just like superficial shit or whether it's deep shit, we take it deep. It always ends up being like about culture overall and community and being black women and being mm-hmm. first generation Nigerian, yes. American black women and in the society, all mm-hmm. this stuff. And I had to do this with Cynthia because she is basically to me a mental health professional. <laughs> she is about to have a doctorate. That is true. What has that journey been like, Cynthia? Yeah, well, there is no pressure applied because you are my bestie. So I don't <laughs> feel any pressure at all. Oh are my we, goodness. Did we just become official? <laughs> We have to make it FBO, Facebook official. <laughs> we have to do the corny thing that people used to do where they would be like married to. Oh my gosh, in a domestic partnership. Girl, get the, <laughs> get Whatever. God, that was a memory unlocked. Wow, that is so funny. What do you Ugh. think those conversations were like? Like, I hey, I'm going to request that you, I'm going to tag you in my marriage status on Facebook. Isn't that funny? <laughs> like, like, yeah, because it's 2012 and we have nothing else <laughs> to laugh at. This is a story. Oh, this is a okay. story I used to care about when I was uh, 20. I'm screaming. So. Yeah, I don't care about it anymore. Hence why I don't ever say the story. But when I was like in college at some point, I tweeted at Donald, Donald Glover because I had memorized the whole quick verse in you see me you see me mm-hmm. in camp the the one that where he fetishizes asian girls uh, yes, and i was so proud of myself because it's really quick like told told me i was shit but that shit can stop me nigga still hungry black kobayashi when i talk about you i hear a who like horton i was born for this shit you're rapid abortion like that whole thing i had it and i kind of still have it to this day as you i was about to say you, you said some i was like <laughs> kill him but um 
anyways, I tweeted at him saying like, oh, I finally memorized the whole song or the whole quick verse of You See Me. I hope somewhere out there at Donald Glover is proud. And he DM'd me and said, so proud, legit. Wow. And I was like, ah! What's that like? Is it Elmo or is it like Kermit the Frog where he's like doing that? Oh, gift where he's like, oh, it's ah! Kermit. <laughs> he's like waving his arms. Off. I was freaking out. I screenshotted it. I sent it to friends. I reposted it on my TL like, oh, my gosh, he's like Dampy. <laughs> and of course, I couldn't respond because he's a celebrity. So he has it so that only people he follows can. Oh, him. word. OK. But I think that's why we used to like good people like me <laughs> used to like mention celebrities like at them, like tag them because we wanted validation like acknowledge me right and I think like you're right now that I think back to you I probably tweeted at somebody mm, undisclosed um but it was never <laughs> anything bad no 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 is no, it no, who is it oh, okay yeah yeah it's okay was it was it Kanye was it the weekend no no no, no no it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't any of them don't worry about it but <laughs> it was never anything bad like oh you know like fuck you it wasn't anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I get so <laughs> confused <laughs> And then they go to your profile. It's like, hi, at my Twitter handle, I'm in school and I'm just UT like- 15. <laughs> They're like, who is this? They're probably like, does your mom know you be on the internet just like cursing at people? No, she doesn't. That's why I'm here. I'm just sheltered. If y'all don't know, self-care is very important to me. What um, do you do for self-care? What is your self-care? Ooh, so many things. So uh, definitely working out. That's mm-hmm. self-care, um, organizing like my kitchen and reorganizing my kitchen. Ooh, the biggest thing, honestly, in a former life, I would have been the best laundry woman in the world. What? I know that sounds very, I literally go into the lab and wash my clothes. Like I can take stains out of anything. I have stain removers. I have a process. I wash my washing machine. I take it very seriously. So I do that. What is the kid uh, it, from the chocolate factory? Willy oh, the, the blueberry girl? No, the, the boy, the main character, Charlie. Oh, Charlie. It's, he doesn't have a last name. Oh, I don't know. Poppy. You would have been his mama. <laughs> <laughs> and then my four grandparents, four parents sleeping in that one bed. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, he's Nigerian. That little no boy. way. Yeah, he is. Jay Versace is Nigerian. Yeah. I would have never guessed. I wouldn't have either. And I saw it like a year or two ago and I was like, wait, hold on. Yeah. So (laughs) the video is Jay Versace and the tweet is Jay-Z enjoying his meal, knowing you turned down 500K, (laughs) assuming he was going to give you the blueprint to his success. And it's Jay Versace just like at brunch. He's like cutting up some sausage links and like, (laughs) like, and like eating some eggs, like cutting up some of his like uh, French toast. And like every now and then- Blissfully, every now and then he like shudders because the food is so good. And he's <laughs> literally not talking at all. He's just eating. <laughs> I do the same thing. Like, Jay-Z, Jay-Z, like, please just share with, like, in 1998, when you made your decision, he just ignores you. I mean, the whole dinner, he's just like, oh, and just like eating. And you're like, cricket. cricket. The, somebody was like, if I had dinner with Jay-Z, I would ask him why he cheated on Beyonce. And I'm like, that is, that's the quickest way to end that dinner. And Absolutely. So oh, or what Solange, like, what did he oh, do yeah. what happened? in the elevator? Again, the quickest way to end that dinner. And so you didn't get the money and you got nothing. You didn't exactly. even get to watch him chew. Like, <laughs> he just left. <laughs>
Cynthia, what is your mental health tip this week? Yeah, so my mental health tip is basically on distress tolerance. And distress tolerance is just is kind of like, how do we manage these really negative feelings that we have? Because last time I talked about how negative feelings can come from how you interpret and think about events and situations, um, which is, you know, fine. Actually, no, it's not fine because we fix that in therapy, but, or we address that rather. But okay, so you got the feeling, right? The feeling's still there, what are you gonna do about it? And dialectical behavior therapy or DBT kind of shows us and gives us different strategies and skills to really manage those really negative feelings when they happen. And at least in DBT, it's meant for folks who, it was developed for folks who have borderline personality disorder, but a lot of the skills are still very relevant. And one thing that they kind of emphasize is, okay, you're having these really negative feelings. They're not gonna last forever, especially when they're really big. And they usually lessen in intensity over time. So there is an acronym for kind of how we manage that um, by kind of distracting ourselves from those emotions until they subside. And the acronym is ACCEPTS. That helps us kind of remind, gives us things that remind us of like, okay, how can we distract ourselves from the emotions? Not ignore them, but they're going to just, they're going to subside eventually. So what can we do to help with that process? The A in ACCEPTS stands for activities. So kind of engaging activities that require thought and concentration to help you kind of distract yourself. So that could be like, you know, doing a specific hobby that you like or working on a project or something that gives you something to be productive. The C is contributing. So focus on someone or something other than yourself. So like contributing to something else that's not really related to yourself. So you can volunteer, you can, you know, do some altruistic good deeds, something that can contribute to a person or to a cause. Um, the next C is comparisons. So kind of look at your situation in comparison to, you know, something worse. And this is something that takes balance because you don't want to be like, well, at least it's not like, you know, at least I'm not starving. Like you don't want to mm -hmm. think like that. But remember that, you know, there might have been a time where you had more pain or someone else was going through more, something more difficult and kind of helps ground what your experiences are in. Um, the E is for emotions. So do something that will help create another competing emotion. So if you feel sad, you know, watch a funny movie. If you feel nervous, listen to soothing music. Things or like that. Or start an argument with someone for no reason. <laughs> no, not, not <laughs> just quite. Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> if you feel happy, <laughs> engage in chaos. <laughs> but another adaptive emotion for sure. And then P is pushing away. So try to do away with the negative thoughts by pushing them out of your mind. So kind of imagine... Like if you're having a negative thought or emotion, write that on a piece of paper, crumble it up and like throw it away. Like really try to refuse to think about that situation until a better time. Not necessarily ignore it or pretend it's not happening, but it may not be helpful in that moment to dwell on it. So kind of like put it to the side so that you can address it when you've kind of been able to process it a little bit more. Um, the T, only two more letters. The T is <laughs> thoughts. When your emotions take over, try to focus on other thoughts. So like either reciting a poem or counting to 10, reading a book, kind of trying to think about something different to distract yourself from that emotion. And then S is sensations. So really find safe, safe physical sensations to distract you from negative intense ones. And I emphasize safe because, you know, you could do something like, you know, smoke or engage in like another behavior that could be definitely helpful um, but if you're feeling like super, super upset, it may not be the best to like drink, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so find like a, a physical sensation that you can engage in that's more adaptive, like, you know, hold an ice cube in your hand, honestly, something as simple as oh. that, and just really feel that or eat something sour, like a lime. I was that gonna was say, <laughs> masturbating. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you could do that. There's nothing wrong with that. 
at the same time like, give yourself another sensation um <laughs> sorry i'm no it's okay wild. no it's okay marshall linehan who is the creator of dbt you know she may even have recommended that um but honestly something that's like almost so stark as a physical sensation that you really can't feel it unless you go out of your way to feel it like feeling like you don't really feel the sensation of holding an ice cube unless you do it or mm-hmm. tasting something super sour. So things like that. And that can kind of help distract you from these really negative emotions as they subside. Because they will subside eventually, especially in that moment. I feel like I would definitely go take someone back. And I would definitely, if I felt like I loved them enough, like, and we were just like, we need space from each other. This is not working right now. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't hold it against a man if he slept with somebody else. Because if we somewhat established this is a clean break. Mm-hmm. You do you. I'm a do me. Then like, I wouldn't even ask him if he slept with anybody because it's like, I don't want to know it. What yeah. And that was that when made. we were done. Right. But like if a woman came three months later, I guess my issue would be how much time do you have to spend with her? So people don't think you're like an ain't shit dude who just knocked up some random woman. Yeah. Like you got to go to her appointments with her. Don't you like, yeah. And that also, I think it sheds light on the type of man that he is, because if I were the woman and I had a baby with a man and this man is not being a father, that shows like the type of character of this dude. Right, so when does being a father start to you? I mean, if he's aware that the baby's coming, like it would be supporting throughout the pregnancy and not just waiting until the baby's there. Yeah. And I would, and if this, and if, and I'd want any man who got somebody pregnant to do that. And I can't be in the picture if, if that was my man. <laughs> like, well, call me fucking Lala Anthony. Cause I would be like, nah, he don't need to be there. He'll send the check. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I'm also coming from a, from a perspective of seeing, of working with kids who've had that experience and knowing that it's painful when like your father or your mother isn't around. Right. And so, okay, let me rewind what I meant. So yeah, <laughs> I don't want him to be there during the pregnancy. Mm. Girl, you knew what this was. You decided to move forward with it. You on your own there. That sound horrible. God. Because <laughs> when you say it like that, <laughs> but think about it, because it sounds like with, um, what's her face? Um, and um, Lawrence, um, Issa. Uh, we're literally talking about insecure right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that when the child is born, Mm -hmm. you know what? No, because the baby needs to be with his mom. What is the cutoff for when the baby doesn't need about need to be around his mom like that anymore? Oh, never. No, there's a point where like the baby can spend the night with like the grandparents and the mom can have like a day off, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm actually not sure. Breastfeed so much. Like I I would say maybe at the- Probably after the first, oh, I would even say after the first year. Oh God. I, I mean, See, I don't know. I wh- where I'm gonna land is <laughs> at that point, then he can be involved. Because <laughs> then the baby can just stay with us. <laughs> I think that that could work if if bio mom and bio dad, or I guess your man and bio mom <laughs> have established co-parenting. Like they've established a co-parenting routine. You say uh, yo man and bio mom. <laughs> 
think your man is bio mom. Sorry. My psychology ass. Bio mom, bio dad. Yeah, no, I don't want him to get close to you like that. Y'all are not a family. He doesn't need to be spending the night with y'all. He but doesn't he need should. to be rubbing your feet when you're pregnant and buying Well, maybe not all cream. that, but he needs to be a father and he needs, they need to effectively co-parent for yeah. sure. How do you co-parent when the baby is just born? Like, so he has to spend the night at your house all the time so y'all can trade shifts, right? Yeah, yeah. So no, no, he can't do that. But he ha- he needs to do that because um, oh, she can't, I mean, she could take care of the baby herself, but she shouldn't need to because she didn't make that baby by herself. Okay, so I guess I wouldn't take him back. <laughs> Long story short, I would, uh, Gabby is basically saying what we're saying. She's saying mm. now she wouldn't mm-hmm. take him back. That's the story. Okay. Right. Next, next story. <laughs> to round out this episode, I wanted to leave you all with a deep think. This week, I just want to list my favorite things. Things that have been making me happy. Happy to be alive. Happy to experience this thing called life. Yeah. Number one dark chocolate covered pretzels from Trader Joe's. Amazing. Trust me, just go get them. They're in this brown bag and they say dark chocolate covered pretzels from Trader Joe's. Yeah, go get them. Number two, you season three, AKA Pen Badgley Power Hour. Yes, daddy, overanalyze every move I make. Make up a fantasy about us. Stock my ass. Just kidding, you know, that's, problematic to make jokes about stocking because people get stocked every day but you get where i'm coming from it's fucking pen badgley pause i've been thinking about watching battle royale just based off of our discussion of squid game and thinking of hunger games and every movie or show where everyone has to kill everyone and yeah not happening i read the synopsis far too bleak and it's apparently quentin tarantino's favorite movie so that's a hard no (laughs) number four trying on clothes and they magically fit child i just ordered a bunch of shit from pretty little thing and they all actually fit and it's the best feeling when you pull something over your pear-shaped body and everything is like not tight i did have to tailor some of the pants myself but that's to be expected because uh you just heard me say pear-shaped right thanks Number five, my cats. Number six, cardio. I be up in the gym working on my fitness to quote a profit. (laughs) Um, I really need to work out for my mental health. Like I go pretty fairly bad. I wanna say crazy or insane, but I feel like somebody is not gonna like that. Um, I need to run to get my mind off things, to relieve my stress and anxiety. As you guys have heard so many times, me and Cynthia talk about anxiety, stress, and depression all the time. And so I got to run. I was born to run like y'all's favorite white man from the 80s said, Bob Dylan, uh, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. I don't know the song. I think it's an album. I don't know. He had it right. We need to run. We'll be back next week with a special birthday episode. Yep, next Thursday, this binge turns 28 on the 28th. Turn up. Wait, okay, so I just said turn up. So actually, I would not hold my breath for that because if I'm turning up, might not be a recording. But anyways, stay tuned.